And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the online Brave Maker experience. I'm Tony Gapastone. I'm solo today because Christina, my co-host, needed to take the day off. It is November 2nd, 2020, and tomorrow's a big day in our country. So I hope you're all gripping tight, hanging in there. I know anxiety is definitely high. Hope you are practicing self-care and know that we're going to get through this somehow. I hope you voted. I know there are still opportunities to vote in person, so please make sure you exercise this amazing right that we have as American people. And if you are watching this abroad, either live or on the replay or listening on the podcast, uh, um, send good vibes (laughs) for us here in America. Uh, We need it. Well, I am excited because we are going to welcome back for the second time our conversation with Zoe Lytle, who is an actor, a singer, and a dancer in New York. But before I bring her on, I got to show you, we have her, she has her own little bumper video now. So check it out. cool is that? I love it. <laughs> I was watching you do your little dance in the background while it was happening. I love that. So Zoe, this is her second time. We're going to be catching up with her hopefully every month, give or take four or six weeks. We'll see. Uh, but we want to hear about this big risk taker, brave maker who moved out to New York City to chase after her dreams, actor, dancer, singer. So Zoe, let's just hear what's been going on in the past four or five weeks since we've talked last. Yeah, um, honestly, not too much has changed. I'd say the biggest thing that's changed for me is that um, the two kind of survival jobs that I have right now have, I've really sunk into them. Like, they're not stressful for me anymore. They're not overwhelming. Like, I'm kind of past the learning curve on those, um, which has allowed me to really get back into actually training consistently. So I'm, like, finally singing every day again and, like, dancing every day again because there was a few weeks there where it's, like, I just did not have a chance to touch any of that. Um, and so, yeah, it feels really good to be back practicing, having the time to do that and not be just completely focused on like <laughs> paying rent and like getting to do survival jobs. Oh but, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Right on. So survival jobs as an artist are super important, right? Like we, mm-hmm. as we chase after our passions, we still have to pay the bills, pay rent. <laughs> we have to eat somehow. So you got, you had two jobs right now, currently, or was it three? I forgot. 
two right now. Yeah. Okay. And they're both part-time. So you're kind of going between these two different jobs and are you still doing zoom classes or have any classes sort of started in person yet? Yeah, dance-wise, a little bit of both. So vocally, I am still training completely online. So I have this wonderful teacher in California that I love, but I've just been kind of sticking with him for the time being. Um, but dance-wise, I actually have been able to start taking class in person, which is really, really exciting. And yeah, it's just so nice. There's really only so much I can do like in my room because you can't really <laughs> jump or and I'm always like slipping or like keeping my radiator. It's just kind of messy. So um, it's really nice to actually be back in the studio. Um, and people are doing it really responsibly. Like only the small studios are doing it. And it'll be like four people in a class or five people in a class in a very like large studio. So it feels very safe. Everyone's masked the entire time. You're like six plus feet away from everybody the entire time. So that's been really nice too. When you said radiator, that felt like such a New York thing. That felt like such a city thing. Like, I don't have a radiator, but I can imagine your radiator in your New York apartment. It just was an instant visual. Yeah, it's getting very chilly here, and this Californian is not ready for it. <laughs> it's been a big adjustment over the last two weeks. Sure. I love that. <laughs> so if you're just tuning in live, you just kind of scrolled onto our Facebook or YouTube page here. I'm Tony Gapastone, the founder and executive director of Brave Maker. I'm talking with Zoe Lytle, who picked up everything in the pandemic about a few months ago and said, now is the time. I'm going to move to New York City and I'm going to go after my dreams of Broadway, of acting, of singing and dancing. And so we are going to be talking to her every month about this big risk that she took. And so before we get into some other nitty gritty things, just uh, for those maybe who haven't heard your story before, what motivated it, you know, even just sharing it again, like to take this big risk? How did you get the, the gall, the boldness, the bravery to do it? Right. I mean, I, so I've been doing um, dance and acting and singing like literally my entire life. And so I, my plan pretty much forever has been to graduate and then move to New York. Like it's always been part of the plan. Um, the pandemic was obviously not part of the plan, but I decided to come out here anyway. Um, just because one rent was really cheap right now. And I know I want to end up here eventually. So like, well, I might as well kind of go and get situated. Um, and it's actually been working out pretty well so far because I, I'm comfortable. I'm in the apartment that I like right now. Um, I'm getting to know the areas that I know my way around. I, Finally, like I have jobs, I'm employed, I'm comfortable. And so I feel like instead of um, coming into New York and having like an entire new life to adjust to, I feel like I'm adjusted kind of to this new life. And then when auditions come back, which who knows, six months from now, um, it's that's the only new thing. I'm not having to change absolutely everything in my life. So, yeah. <laughs> I dig that. That's really interesting. Oh, by the way, Christina is popping in. She must be in transit to her... <laughs> thing that she's doing she couldn't be with us live but hi christina we see you she says she's sorry she can't be here and she knows radiators from her east coast life so that's awesome so interesting i just picked that up to think about like when we do try something new when we take some risks when we're entrepreneurial there is the factor of having to deal with change and what i hear you saying is you kind of evaluated like all right Here's one thing I could mitigate is I can go jump in now and give myself some time to accommodate, you know, the new living and what it's going to be like to get around on the subway and that kind of thing. So that's really cool. So as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about people who are watching live or listening on our podcast. When you think about jumping out into something new, just do some evaluation because as some of us, we don't do well with change, right? And if you have change on every single level, right? If you have change on 
literally like the place that you're living in, the state that you're living in, you know, the amount of money that you're paying, you know, to live in said place, all of those factors on top of then how do you go after your goals and your dreams? I think that's really, really interesting to consider. Is there anything else you would say to someone who's listening uh, about like, like how you would encourage them to go after their dreams or take some, take some risks? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to especially risks like this, like there's no reason not to, um, especially like, I don't know, at least in my, in my personal situation, it's like, I, I know I liked California. I know I liked the community there. Like, I know I liked it, you know? And so it's like, why don't I try something new? Come here, see if I like this. If I don't, I can always go back, you know? And so it's like, I guess the big thing that for me at least is that nothing most decisions, some decisions are, but most decisions aren't permanent. And so there's really no reason not to at least try something else and just kind of see what happens so you can live a life without regrets later. <laughs> I love that. That's a really like, so most decisions aren't permanent. You know, sometimes we, we, we censor ourselves out of fear because we're afraid of if I do this, that means I'm going to be stuck. Or if I make this jump and this move, then I'll never be able to go back. But the reality is, no, you can. <laughs> it's okay yeah. to, it's okay to fail. It's okay to try something and then go, you know what? I really didn't like it. Uh, I like that. That's a good, that's a good piece of advice. Christina is asking remotely here. I love it. Uh, was there a piece of film or art that encouraged you most in your pursuit of your New York city dreams? Can you think of like, uh, did you see a movie like home alone in New York city or something that like you thought I want to be in New York or was a show, a Broadway show, something like that? Interesting. I feel like it wasn't, um, a particular piece of art. It was mainly just like all of the shows I grew up with, like all of the Broadway shows and just kind of wanting to be where those originate and where they begin. Um, although a piece of art that I kind of consumed recently that definitely helped inspire me a little bit. Um, in school last year, I read More Than Enough by, I'm going to say her name totally wrong, but Elaine Welteroth or something like that. Um, and she's actually an editor of, I think it was Teen Vogue. Um, and she was just this like amazing author and just talking about how, her dreams, they changed and they altered and she took all of these chances and just like a beautiful autobiography. And I think it was just really helpful leaving for me to read that and just kind of, yeah, just, just realize that you can honestly do anything you set your mind to. I am really inspired by biographies as well. I'm constantly mm -hmm. trying to read people who have made feature films and how they've done it and kind of learn about the sacrifice. Cause you don't, when you watch a movie, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes we watch a movie and we kind of like move on to the next thing. We don't know <laughs> all of the blood, sweat and tears that went into that, all the money, all of the asking and the rejection. So yeah. I think, yeah, reading biographies is something I would highly recommend too, to all of our brave maker uh, crew and community, because that's going to help prepare you about what to expect um yeah. my... it helps you like get through oh sorry go ahead no, go ahead go ahead it helps you get through um, i think it just helps you like get through failure as well um because a lot of the times when you look at the people that are really really successful um it, it's just easy to see their successes and not see all of the times yeah literally all the times they got turned down just like you were saying um and especially i think when you're starting off it's like yeah you get turned down a lot you know and just being able to accept that you're like yeah but the people that i look up to the people that i admire that i want to be like like they were too. And the reason they were successful is because they didn't let that stop them. You know, it's really inspiring to learn about that. Fully agree. I sometimes confessed, uh, 
that I will foreshadow myself having a speech or telling my story in a way of being on the other side of the rejection as if it's like, I'm like, hey, just so you know, I made this film, but it took me seven years and I got rejected by so many people because I'm still, I'm still trying to navigate the like the emotions around like today i got another email from someone i'm just like almost every day asking for investors or seeking partnership i'm sending cold emails to anybody and everybody to get my work to move forward and the rejections come on the daily and so i have to like sometimes i'll just like put them in a file and then go back and look at them and go someday i'll get to say not that i want to rub it in people's faces i don't but i'll get to go like hey all these rejections, but I finally got here. And all of this was like a stepping stone or, or a ladder in the journey. But it's like, that's like, I guess the only way I can cope <laughs> because otherwise yeah. it's really hard. I, I have to be, you know, frank and transparent. Like uh, there's times when I go, I don't know uh, if it's delusion, but I, I want to give up a lot. I have to like, talk myself out of giving up by saying, I know it's going to happen or I know it's going to be worth it. And that's maybe what makes me like, so um, like connected to the word brave maker is because in order to be brave, you've really got to face your fears and recognize that this is scary. Like it really is scary to throw yourself out there to be rejected, but it's so worth it. And so I continually talk myself out of not giving up with this optimism of the future and having that speech and really having Hopefully, not just the work that's done, because I want to do this work. I have a feature film poster, you know, right to my right over here that I look at and go, someday I'll have it done. But I also go, I know I will be different in the process, too. Yeah, I think part of it is also um, instead of just measuring our successes on actual successes, it's also like partially about the journey, too, which I know yeah. sounds super, super cliche. But like I've been working on that a lot recently because like obviously my, my primary industry, like doesn't really exist right now mm, sure. in the world as it is and so i think it's been um yeah it's been a lot of time discovering like the, the joy in the actual journey in the actual creation of the art in the actual training in the process that's bringing me to what i hope is eventual success but finding fulfillment through the the in-between stages as well instead of just at the end goal i think it's also been really helpful for yeah me. heck yeah heck yeah uh, huge shout out to Oday who's watching live and putting comments out. But just the fact that you said the people I look up to didn't give up on their dreams. And I find that inspiring. I think in that same way too, sometimes when I, I read uh, the Hollywood reporter and I read variety magazine uh, on a weekly basis, which if you want to be in the film industry, uh, those are the trades they call them. So you're, you're caught up on who's doing what, what deals are being made. I'm sure in theater world, it's like backstage and other things like that. Like what, like, shows and musicals are being produced but anytime i see a picture of someone on a red carpet or i see their headshot you know connected to a deal or a film that's coming out i have to tell myself just like that too so i have to tell myself this person didn't give up this person has tons of scars along the way this person made it through the journey to where they are now they just didn't get there with the snap of a finger so that i, I totally agree with you that's a really helpful way for me to keep going is by looking at those who've been before me almost as mentors right like mm -hmm. people can mentor you even though you never meet them face to face but their lives <laughs> you are the story their lives are the story right mm -hmm. 
Yeah, let's see. Christina's posting. I will be different in the process. Oh, she's she's commenting me. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about New York. New York, New York. Uh, we were talking before we went live about you riding the subway. And uh, I was asking, like, okay, so I went out into the public for the first time today and sat in a cafe and had a cup of coffee, which I haven't done in a long time. But I was thinking about public transit, buses, and subways. How do you do it? How do you feel safe as you're going to and from work and doing all that stuff? Yeah, it's a little sketchy. I mean, for me right now, I'm working partially remotely, so I'm only going into the office two days a week, which is nice. At least it's not every single day. Um, the buses are a little rough because as I'm sure you can imagine, you can't really get away from people on a bus. Like everyone's really, really tight. Um, and they don't limit the capacity on how many people are allowed on a bus at a time. So it's just really, really crowded. So they make me a little bit nervous. Um, the subway is not that bad because so many people are working from home. It's just not as crowded as it usually is. And everyone's always masked the entire time. And people are very conscientious about staying away from each other as much as is reasonable. So it doesn't feel too bad. Um, that said, I was until like this week, I was walking everywhere. It just it felt safer to me and it's yeah. good exercise. But um, it's finally getting to that point of chilly where that's not really an option <laughs> anymore. So yeah, just trying to kind of be conscientious, um, sanitize everything. I'm wearing gloves, so I'm not like touching the <laughs> touching the poles. But yeah. Have you ever lived in snow before? No. So <laughs> different very new for me yeah. i visited snow um brief little increments but i've never lived in it um i've also never actually been in new york in winter because when i visited it's been summer um just because that was when i was off of school to visit and so yeah this is going to be a really big adjustment i <laughs> don't think i'm totally ready for it but um you know we're gonna we're gonna learn some things <laughs> I am really uh, inspired by you because I used to live in Chicago and I never yeah. want to go back to living in that kind of weather. But again, that tells me something about your passion, right? You are willing to endure the ridiculous below zero weather of New York City because this is what you want to do with your life. And so I, I was I did another uh, short little live today about you know what you can do right now to go after your dreams. And I want to talk about some other things that people can do practically. But I really think if you're listening and watching this right now, you've got to be intentional with the steps to get you to where you want to be. Because just sitting and hoping and praying that something is going to fall from the sky or like even doing vision boards. Christine and I were talking about vision boards and I think they're, they're, they're great. But if you just have something on your bulletin board and it just stays there, but you don't put it into your calendar, like you give yourself personal due dates. I am going to write a first draft of my play. I am going to take a, you know, a dance class. I am going to choreograph a dance to a song and film it and put it on TikTok or whatever. These little things, these little things are super important to move us forward. Um, what, what do you think too for you? Obviously, you've already moved out there. You're establishing yourself. What other things, when you think about your future, do you plan to do to keep going after these goals? Do you have any other goals, like setting things that are in your, your future? Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, right now, I've been trying to sort of take this time as, like, sort of just a gift of, like, extra preparation time, almost. Because, um, like, the world has been paused a little bit. And so it's just given me a chance to really um, – like dive into my training in a kind of interesting way, especially like, I don't know, especially with dance, since we're dancing so much in our homes right now, it's interesting because like 
no one's really watching you. And so it's kind of a judgment free zone. And I feel like in some ways it's helped me learn in a completely different new, like deep way that I haven't really before. So I've been looking at it like that. Um, so yeah, that's a big thing I've been learning to just use this time to prepare for when the world does come back. Um, and besides that, like as far as my own projects go, I've been like songwriting a lot recently, which cool. is something that I never really had time to do before. Yeah. Um, so doing that, um, still kind of working on being on the YouTube channel, um, being partially consistent about that. It's been like every other week. I try it every week and it's really hard. <laughs> so yeah. And other than that, just kind of, I have been trying to keep my choreography up too, but that's more just kind of like a passion project when I'm feeling it. Um, but yeah, just kind of, I don't know, at least for me, I'm a big um, to-do list kind of person. So kind of like what you were saying, it's like putting it on your calendar. I do that too. I like plan out my week in advance. And it's like, got to yep. check everything off or it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Especially like, when I get home from work, even though this is my passion, this is what I love to do. Like there's days where I'm like, I don't really feel like it <laughs> today after like an especially stressful day at work or something like that. And so just keeping a to-do list, holding yourself accountable, like making it happen, even when you don't always feel like doing it is important. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's important too, self-care, right? You can't, we as creative people cannot always be going 24 seven, right? There is a definite drive and a hustle that's required to be successful in this industry. And at the same time, I think successful people recognize rest is important. And even, especially now, as we are dealing with the political divide and you know November 3rd is tomorrow and we're all kind of waiting to see what's going to happen we're hoping that we're going to have toxicity out and you know a future and a hope and character and integrity in so i think especially now it is important to schedule those times when you don't do anything on your projects i, I am wholeheartedly trying to take my own advice because I feel like sometimes I love my work so much that I would mm -hmm. always be doing and always be creating. I wanted to talk about too. I love hearing that you're singing and songwriting. I want to talk about being a multi hyphenate. You are an actor, <laughs> you are a dancer, you are a singer. Um, mm -hmm. Let's just chat about that for a little bit because I talk to a lot of actors who get in a funk where they don't know how to, make things happen for themselves. It's like they're always, and I, I was that person. I was an actor waiting on somebody else to book me, to, you know, to write something for me, to cast me until someone said, you've got to make your own projects happen. So what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Being a multi hyphen, an actor, producer, an actor, writer, what are some thoughts that you have about creating a path for yourself? Right. Um, I honestly, like, frankly, haven't done too much of that. I just graduated this year, so I haven't really um, created my own projects to a certain degree. Um, but it's definitely something that I think is very important, especially as like just if you're if you're like an actor actor. Um, I know that my mentors have always been telling us, like, you should write your own play, you should write your own one woman show, whatever you're going to do. Um, and just yeah, instead of waiting for opportunities to find you like create your own when there aren't any. Um, which I think a lot of people are doing in really inspiring ways right now because there really aren't any opportunities unless you make them for yourself. Like I, my friend the other day, like literally she had, she was in this like Zoom dance concert that somebody put on. I'm like, they just created that for themselves because they had no performance yep. to do. There, there was nothing. And so they made it happen, you know? And I think like people, even musical theater people are doing that right now where they're like doing little Zoom cabarets or this or that. And just, yeah, creating opportunities for themselves to create and yeah and all you can really do right now 
<laughs> and and sometimes like that's those little things move the needle forward for you. Those are big things I think sometimes for someone to say, "Hey, I'm going to create the Zoom thing with my friends just because I I need if I don't create, I'll shrivel away and die," you know? And then that mm-hmm. gives you maybe more ideas and more potential, you know, partnerships with other people. So if you're listening, I want to just encourage you. Okay. There's two months left. We're in November right now, November and December, two months left of 2020. We're ready to like bat this year (laughs) into the past. Um, But what can you do with these next two months? Can you um, do something like with your friends? Can you do a zoom event? Can you do a live chat like on Instagram or create a YouTube channel? Even if you just do it for yourself. Don't worry about the numbers of people or do a short film in a day on your phone. I think this is really important right now. I, I talk to a lot of actors as I'm trying to produce my own content too. Um, I'll have actors, people say, well, I don't have any money. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm broke. I'm like, I get that you're broke, but that's also something that you need to rethink. You could have a hundred dollars and make something you can not have any money and just do something with your time. Don't ever rule out that you don't have what it takes to make something because sometimes the, the, the innovation and the limitations actually creates the creativity. You know, when you're limited, when you don't have money, you feel like you don't have what you need. It's problem solving creatively, creative, creatively that makes something that actually helps give you the confidence to keep going. And sometimes, but this isn't the end, the end goal, it grabs the attention of somebody else. And somebody goes, oh, hey, I saw what you did on a limited amount of money. I saw what you did on your Instagram. That's really cool. Even if it's just taking pictures and posting them or you know, telling a short story on Facebook Live, like those things are all really, really important. And I want to encourage actors to be multi-hyphenate in some way, to to write something for yourself. So I was telling Zoe before we went live, she's coming back to the Bay in December. And I said, why don't we film something? You know, we've got a great crew of people here at Brave Maker. Why don't we do something that would spotlight her and feature her as a film actor that she could use for her reel? Because not only would it benefit her, but it benefit us too. Like I want to write and direct. I want to produce stuff, which is the other thing I say. I'm sorry, I'm going on my soapbox here, but uh, find collaborators to make things with. Find people because the other thing that's really depressing is doing this alone. And we don't have to do it alone. So whatever you got is enough. Find a way to take what you have, put it out into the world and take what you have and partner it with other people. That's what I think we need to do right now, especially. And it's easier than ever because you can make stuff with anybody in the world over Zoom. Like Zoe and I are talking across America right now (laughs) and we we are doing a live show and it's going to become something every month that we're doing and hopefully building this story and hopefully also helping others too. I get really excited about that. Christina is saying, yes, limitations definitely lead to innovations. Well, it's good. Well, if anybody else has watching live and wants to comment or ask a question, go for it. But Zoe, I want to hear anything that is a favorite of yours lately, anything you're watching or listening to, is there a song on repeat? What's something that's like your favorite lately? Interesting question. Um, let me see. I I just started reading um Normal People by oh my gosh, Sally Rooney, I think that's right. Uh it's really good so far. Really enjoyed that. Um music. Let me see. I oh, this is such a random song, but I have been listening to Golden Dandelions by Barnes County <laughs> over and over again. What kind of, what kind um, of music is that? It's 
like indie rock that no one knows. <laughs> just like good, like walking around New York songs. I've really been enjoying that. Um, and let me see. Oh, and TV wise, and this is, I just I just finished Shit's Creek. So good. Yes. <laughs> So good. <laughs> so, yeah, so really, really enjoyed that. Um, I'll also just watch Borat, the second one. That was, oh, did you like that it? That was an adventure. I <laughs> I enjoyed it in that it was like actually kind of good journalism in a surprising yeah. way, but it was also a little bit difficult for me to get through. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but very interesting, very interesting concept. So yeah, those are a couple of my favorites at this particular moment <laughs> that's great i love it so you heard it here go listen to normal or go read normal people what's the name of the mm -hmm. band again um barnes county barnes like county. yeah okay barnes very county. cool yeah. well some of my favorites this week i <laughs> super super random but i love oatmeal and i found this steel cut instant oatmeal uh by quaker oats it's steel cut it's so good it's cranberry and blueberries like that's my favorite i've been going to this every morning for breakfast and i'm also almost done binging never have i ever which is the uh netflix show produced executive produced by mindy kaling i love mm -hmm. it it's really fun it's about this indian family high school culture super super fun so those are some of my Brave Maker faves this week. Go watch if you have not already. All right. That's all we got, Zoe. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And if yeah, you want to go and follow Zoe, Zoe Lytle on Instagram. <laughs> if you're listening to this on the replay, go ahead and check our show notes because we'll put those all out there. And we want to encourage you that you, oh, this is really important. If you want to make a short film, we have a short film production class happening this Wednesday and it's going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific time uh, or what is that 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time you can make a film in four weeks okay bravemaker.com slash classes go to that and I was realizing you know if you are a creative artist you need to be aware of how you spend your money and know that like even your Netflix subscriptions can be tax write-offs because it's part of your, your work. So we are a 501c3 nonprofit. So when you take our classes, you could write them off. How cool is that? And any and all of your donations uh, are super appreciative for what we do here. We want to continue to highlight people like Zoe, uh, who's our New York Brave Maker story. We want to continue every Friday. It's so cool. Christina and I, every Friday, we have a live show at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this week we have Cody Smart, who is a UCLA screenwriting professor. And she also works for a company called Story Data as a script consultant. So check us out. Go to bravemaker.com. We'd love for you to join us. And we will see... You, Zoe, sometime next month in December, probably when you're okay. here live. Yeah, I'll be in California. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, I'm going to play as our little going away here. We have an animation that's in its rough cut, but I felt like I'm just going to show it because it's still being worked on. We're really proud of it. And you're going to see it when it's finished. But how cool to be able to see like the process because creativity is a process, right? So why not show the process? So uh, we'll end with this little short animated video and stand by Zoe, we'll say goodbye at the end.
and that's it. <laughs> Short but sweet. I love that though. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Cool, Zoe. Well, hey, thanks for watching today live, everybody, or on the replay. Christina isn't here, but we normally say brave stories change the world, and you are the story. Keep being a brave maker. Thanks, Zoe. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend. Brave Maker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.